So I love these people who are um, disciplined, sticking to savings, and they're going to be ones that most likely not going to be um, withdrawing all their monies in their lifetime. They're going to be leaving a nice a lump sum to their beneficiaries, whoever that might be, charity or individual. So uh, these are great. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George alongside Mike Coynan. He is the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. We are glad you found the podcast. If it's your first time, make sure you go back to uh, to listen through all the old episodes. Uh, this is number 30 or 41, Mike. Number 41 already. <laughs> Hard to believe, but it's amazing. we've been yeah. cranking through them. But there's a lot of great content uh, on the website, principalpreservationservices.com, and also information on upcoming seminars. And Mike, I, I heard you guys are, are getting back in it. First live seminar when we're recording this, uh, first time in what, a few months now, huh? Yeah, I joke we're, we're back on the dog and pony show again, and <laughs> we're back in the circuit. So, you know, when we do a lot of educational seminars, it's kind of in your DNA, and you, you're just getting used to that habit. I've been doing that for roughly 10 years, and when you're not doing it for three months, it's different. So I'm glad to, to be out and educate people tonight and, uh, to, and Thursday night and next week as well. So uh, we're back and got them scheduled for the next few months. That's great. Yeah, that's good news. So I'm glad uh, you guys are back at it. And hopefully, hopefully every, the turnout's good. Uh, what, what has it been so far? I mean, have you heard from a lot of people? I'm curious how people are, are taking getting back out to, to a restaurant and such. Yeah, and we understood that. We understand there's going to be people who are cautious, and uh, so we knew not everybody's just rushing to get back out in public and to be in group settings again. So, but we knew the numbers might be a little bit smaller. But actually, our our, our numbers this week are very similar to what we're used to. So I don't see there's much of a drop off. But you know, people are going to be cautious. People are going to be you know we're going to social distance as best we can in the room and and. Um, you know, but Wisconsin's been open for about a month and a half already, and so I think people in Wisconsin are a little bit more uh, used to this mm-hmm. and ready. Uh, Minnesota is only at a fifty percent capacity as we speak today. So, yeah, if if I had five people to speak to, that's great. But I think we have around thirty people tonight. So that's awesome. Well, good deal. Well, look, what we got coming up today on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about. Lessons from keyboard warriors. You know who we're talking about. If you ever got on the internet at all and read a story or read an article, if you read the comments, yeah. everybody tells you stay away from the comments, and it's usually good advice. But we're going to look at the comments today and and pull a few comments from a recent article about COVID nineteen and and the impact on retirees and kind of clear up some of the the misinformation that floats around on the internet and, and some of the things that we hear on that. And we also have a mailbag question coming up a little bit later in the show. So a good show packed today. Uh, let me quickly remind you, though, if you're looking for information on the seminar, uh, there's also webinars up on the website for Mike and his team. That they've created and they'll continue doing virtual these virtual seminars for you as well. So you can find them all online at principalpreservationservices.com. You can also connect with them over the phone as well, 855-987-8888. So let's jump into this main topic, Mike, uh, on keyboard warriors. You know, know, we're playing a a pretty dangerous game when we look at these comments and and go into the comments section under articles and looking into a recent COVID-19 article, and there's a lot of them out there, but there's a lot of this, the questions about what the impact on retirees is going to be and how much money you're going to need to retire moving forward. And you're going to, you know, always get a mixed bag of, of comments. There are going to be some inaccuracies. Some, some comments are honest and straightforward, insightful. There's trolls, of course, as always. <laughs> um, but you come, you know, you become used to that when, you, when you've been on the internet for a while. So let's look at some of the sentiments we found under a recent article and, and see if they resonate 
uh, with how others truly are going to see the financial world, retirement, and how to best prepare for it all. So I'm going to throw some comments your way, Mike, and I kind of want to hear your, your reaction to them. So first comment, it's not that hard to figure out people. I've been living on $1,000 a week for two years now. That includes continuing to save and I have a good existence. It's good enough for me. Yeah, you know what? I love these people. And first of all, getting back to these comments, I think it's sometimes it's great entertainment. Yeah, I don't like to get involved with the drama, but it's kind of fun to, you know, you see a post on Facebook and you see there's 35 or 40 something comments. You're like, oh my goodness, there's some, something must be good in here. <laughs> so it is good entertainment, but you see both sides of the story. You see them battle it out. And Sometimes you're like, why do you want to get in that drama? But, you know, getting back to this one, you know, I love these people who said, you know, they're living on $1,000 a week for the last two years. These are the savers. And these are the people that I really enjoy working with because they're disciplined and they're, they know how to stick to a budget. And sometimes that's the hardest thing for me to deal with is people being truthful about what their true bu budget is. When they give me numbers and we go through, a, we're developing a plan for them and, and they don't understand what their budget is or they're just giving out numbers, but then their their expenses are obviously way uh, out of line because they, they're taking excessive withdrawals out and uh, they just have spending problems. So I love these people who are, um, discipline, sticking to savings, and they're going to be ones that most likely not going to be um, withdrawing all their monies in their lifetime. They're going to be leaving a nice a lump sum to their beneficiaries, whoever that might be, charity or individual. So uh, these are great. I, I love I love the comment number one. I love these individuals. Okay. How about this one? Because this one's, uh, I think, voices a concern that a lot of people might have right now. And that's, I really don't know how anyone retires these days with bonds paying about 0% and stocks at 1929 levels. It ain't going to come from gains in your portfolio. Even if you have a million dollars, it's not that much when you consider you could live 30 years or more in retirement. Is that pretty accurate uh, concern there? Well, it's a big concern, but I, I don't believe they're, it's not 100% truthful. These are, I say, you know, the was they say the state of Missouri is the show me state. These are the show me people. Uh, they're lacking data. They're lacking understanding. And I think these are the people we had spend more time with to show um, this is, yeah, yeah. look at the market. One of our, our webinars we just did, uh, virtual webinars, we had to show the history of the market. Yeah, even though it went down, I mean, we're only down like five or 6% as we speak today from the all-time high. So yeah, it took a 34% drop during the whole coronavirus, but it's mostly come back. And anytime we've seen uh, bubbles in, the, in past history, it's come back and then some. And so when we, well ahead of inflation. So these are the people you really have to spend time to educate the history of the markets. You have to understand withdrawal strategies. Yeah, if you have a million dollars and it's not growing, depending on your, your expenses, it might not last. You know, we see people who can retire with $300,000 and it'll last. We see people with over a million and it doesn't last. It's all about what is their lifestyle at today? So these are the ones we really have to show the data, spend extra time, market history, um, using retirement plan software, and just get to show them uh, because they're not saying anything that's incorrect. They just don't have the knowledge uh, of, that we have that we could show them. And once you show the knowledge, it's kind of like freedom. You said, oh, that makes sense now. There's so many people we met with that just didn't see it through our, our eyes, but we've had that experience. So that's what we have to show them is uh, that that information. Well, the next comment, you know, while some people are worrying, like that last comment, other people are trying to take advantage of, of this opportunity over the last few months with the market down, and they kind of perceive the situation a little bit differently. And this comment kind of shows that. 
I upped my contributions to my 401k during the COVID pandemic, so much so that I can barely get by right now. But I'm trying to take advantage of the market while it's down. Hopefully it will pay off later. And there's actually a response to it. You know, good move. You're you're going to do well with that kind of financial discipline. Do you think that's the case? I 100% agree. We we were telling people the same thing. This is a great time to up your contributions when the market's low, not not back them off or stop them. And just because you do the right thing doesn't mean you're going to have you're not going to have the emotions that go with it because yeah, you're taking less out of your take-home pay because you're you're investing more and you're hoping you're making the right move. You know, you're doing what everybody teaches you to do. You you know, you buy low and you sell high. You you know, so you're buying in low. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's not going to hurt or you're going to second guess yourself. Uh, just stay the course. And uh, I did the same thing. You know, I had funds that were sitting out because the market I thought was, was at a you know, very high point. But it was a great opportunity to get in at certain stocks in my, my personal portfolio that I thought was right. Because, um, you know, when they're down 35, some were down 50 something percent or even more. So it's it's a good time to do it. Hey, stay the course. You did the right thing. And I'm sure that, no, that was already weeks ago. And you've already seen the fruits of of that decision paying off, as we've seen what the market's been doing. Of course, you're always going to find know-it-alls too, Mike, online, right? There's always that, that one person that's got all the answers or, or speaks down to other people. This comment was interesting. The market is only down 10%. If your retirement plans can't weather a 10% market drop, then you can't afford to, to retire. Keep working. Yeah, and I understand what this person's saying. These are the the, <laughs> the people that are just black and white. You know, they just say it's one way or the other. Now, not saying that you you can't afford a ten percent, but do you really want to? I, I think maybe some people emotionally can't. They can really afford it physically in their portfolio. They can afford it, but really mentally and emotionally, can they go through that that those drops? And that's what we're finding. The closer you get to retirement, or the longer you're in retirement the less of those big drops you can afford. So um, I understand what that person is saying, but that's right. You have to have a portfolio that is designed to uh, withstand uh, the worst of things. So we always compare our clients' portfolios to 2008 or you know the whole real estate bubble from end of 2007 to beginning of 2009, that roughly that year and a half timeframe. So you want to have that most leeway. That's our model for our clients, by the way, is you, we don't want our clients to lose more than 10% of their overall retirement funds because we believe in having those properly diversified. So I understand, again, with comments four is saying, <laughs> but a lot of people can't afford the 10%. Emotionally, they can't take it. And I don't think that's what he's seen. Well, I scrolled down a little bit further and found a couple comments back to back. And I think these do a good job of displaying kind of how different people approach retirement differently in terms of when they want to retire, how they want to use retirement. But uh, it just kind of shows you how... There's kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. The first one said, my solution is to not retire until at least age 70 and then save, save, save. I could probably pull it off earlier, but why? So I could just sit home bored out of my skull. The second comment right under that said, I would retire early to drop out of society. The caliber of intelligent people has gone way downhill. I'd rather use the privilege to spend time in my own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the first comment. It's like, I don't know if that sentiment is really... What I see a lot from people coming in, because once you're in your lower 60s, mid 60s, people are like, you know, I'm done. I've contributed to the workforce for roughly 40 years, and I don't want to be doing this. But then there's other people who say, I love what I do. I don't. I, I always want to work. 
So it all depends on your, the dynamics of where you work. So going back to the first comment, you know, what are you going to do? Be bored out of your skull, be at home, be bored out of your skull. Well, I think we need to have, and this is something you had to establish before that is find something that's bigger than yourself, bigger than work. Um, I don't find, uh, I think you shouldn't find your uh, place in life and your lot in life of who you are just at work. I think that's great to contribute. You should be doing something that you love. But I think a lot of people, even if they love it, the dynamics change. It gets become big corporate and there's different rules and maybe you got different supervisors and bosses that just change things. And things are more important. If you have children and grandchildren and travel and there's people want to volunteer in a lot of different charities. If you have those other outlets, I, I don't think you'd have that comment for uh, for the person wanting to be bored out of their mind. And obviously, you know, the second one says they what they say drop out of society and yeah, <laughs> um, and that's great too. And someday you just need that peace of mind. Everybody's different. Some people are uh, need to be around people to get energized. Some people need to be alone to be energized. And whatever it is, uh, the key is all these topics. All these people making these comments, they really just need to get together and figure out what their plan is and stick in. If they had a plan, they wouldn't be acting out of emotions. Uh, That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and by the way, that second comment, they misspelled caliber when they were calling out intelligent people, which is uh, perfect for <laughs> internet comments. Well, right. Good catch on that. Yeah, the last one, okay, is uh, is one that we kind of preach here. So we, you know, I back this one up. This article is useless. It's all just guesswork until you have an actual plan. Yeah, maybe he works for me. I know I don't know who this is, but <laughs> is that I Casey? Agree. Did Casey write that? Yeah, yeah, that's true though. And these are you need to have a retirement plan for retirement and you don't just do it and a lot of people wait till they retire yeah we could do that but you should be planning this out years before you retire i just it was great i just had a a new client come on board yesterday and she said well her husband was already client but she decided to come on board and she said we had a client event on friday the 13th march 13th it was a friday 13th it was kind of the last kind of client event you could have before this whole pandemic just took took full force and we did a painting night with our clients and we invite people, any of our clients to bring some guests and they said you know my daughter came with she was really impressed and she wants to uh she wants to be a client of yours you know, do will you work with you know she's in her mid-30s i said absolutely so i love working with anybody who's not even close to retirement too because man it's, it's like having a uh, an open canvas you know as opposed to the painting being almost finished when you're close to retirement so it's fun that we're going to be able to meet with her and help her with retirement 25 30 years before she's actually going to retire and and that's um that's fun because we don't get to do that every day since most of our clients are are you know mid 50s and older typically but get a plan done that is important well it's always uh it can be painful sometimes to read through comments, but I think it was a fun practice for today's episode. And just to give you a look at kind of everybody's different perspective online and and, uh, help sort through some of those as well. So on that note, let's, uh, let's turn to the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right. Today's question comes from Marshall and I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, Mike, want to get your thoughts on this. He writes in and says, I have a variable annuity and I just found out that the fees are very high. I'd like to move the money somewhere else, but I'd have to pay a penalty to take it out. Is it worth the penalty to get away from the high fees? A lot of times the answer is yes. And that's, 
every every uh, variable annuity is different, and there's so many different companies that do it. And within the companies, they might offer five to ten different variable annuities in a given year. So the key is find out what the, those are. Um, if the fees are, yeah, we we see typical fees on a variable annuity from three to four percent. You know, three and a half percent is not out of the realm. Um, that's one thing that I do share with people. Uh, Susie Orman's book on the road to wealth, uh, I think it's on page 510 or 511. <laughs> I know the page, you know, it's one of those two pages, 510 or 511 on her road to wealth book. And uh, it's a question answer section. And it says, Susie, my, uh, my financial advisor is recommending that I buy a variable annuity within my retirement account. What should I do? Susie's answer is get yourself another advisor pronto. And that's it. And, uh, I'm not a fan of these variable annuities. Now, getting back to the whole penalty issue, depends on how big that penalty is. If you just got that variable annuity within a year or two years, it's probably going to be really hard to get out of it because the penalties are probably going to be 5 to 7% penalty on top of that. But a lot of times, if you've had that thing for you know three years or less, three, four, five years, your penalty might be in that 4% penalty range to maybe only a 1% penalty. Now you look at, I, I tell people, I said, you've seen what the market's done in the last year, even just with this whole coronavirus. I said, the market lost 34% in less than six weeks. Variable annuities typically don't perform very well on a growth point of view because they are loaded with fees. I said, would you rather have take a, you know, a 3% loss by getting out of that variable annuity or can the market lose 2 or 3% in a day? And they said, yeah, absolutely can. So, um, and typically they don't, they don't recover as fast either because of the fees. So, and a lot of companies that we work with will actually pay those penalties for you. So that's where a lot of people don't understand is, yeah, you might have a three or 4% penalty to get out, but then there's other companies that say, we'll take that money and we'll pay that penalty um, for you. And so then you're really not out anything at all. So that's some, just something to look into. I just r- remind people, anybody who has a variable annuity, really get to know the details because most of them don't work the way you are told they work because you're looking at these income benefits and income values. They think You think that's your cash and it's not. It's a fictitious uh, dollar amount that's going to give you a, uh, a monthly payment typically. Uh, your cash value fluctuates daily and it's not guaranteed. So definitely, if you have one of those, give us a ring. Good information, Mike. Thanks for the question, Marshall. We appreciate that. If you ever have anything on your mind, you can reach out to us. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website there. You're going to find information on upcoming seminars, the webinar that's online, Keep Calm and Retire On, plus every past episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast is archived right there for you to access on your own time and on your own schedule. Mike, let's close it out on that note. Good luck tonight on the uh, the seminar. Hope everything goes well and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks, Ben. And we'll see you soon. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.